Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Save Strength Podcast. I am so excited to finally be presenting this episode because we've been trying to set it up for ages and it's finally here. This amazing girl, Saraswati Austin, is an Olympic lifter, soon to be, a power lifter, absolutely, a chef, a baker, a teacher, and so much more. I'm so thrilled for you guys to be taken on this journey throughout her competition history, what she's got planned for the future, and a few tips and tricks she has to be more confident and to just do what you want to do in life. I hope you enjoy and I hope this episode empowers you to try something new. Welcome to the Save Strength Podcast. Okay, we're on. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, this very professional studio. And we did have, at one stage, I was recording one and we were both lying down on the bed. And by the end of it, like our backs were like broken. We were like, oh my gosh. So you have a chair. I hope <laughs> I hope your back's okay on the floor. <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll like spread out yeah. and lie down at some point. So Sarah, tell me, who are you? Um, I'm Sarah Swati Austin. Uh, I'm a teacher. I teach primary school. But on the side, I've got a... Uh, cake business which kind of happened randomly on chance and that's really taken off and then on the side of that I like to keep fit by like going to the gym and stuff however it's just been Christmas so that's kind of uh, taken a back burner that's but okay. you know new year new me yeah. <laughs> there's too much pressure on new year's resolutions you can't oh. yeah I know I know and you know everyone was like are you starting from the first which was ye- yesterday and I was like no I'm starting you know when I I'll, start work yeah I'll Tuesday. start when I start <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> which part would you like to dive into first mm, let's talk about cake yeah I love it <laughs> so it's fat saz right yeah that's <laughs> so I've got uh, fat saz which is the opposite to my other Instagram account which is fit saz <laughs> But yeah, basically a year ago, or just over a year ago, I made my boyfriend a birthday cake and I just had all the equipment. So I just made like my other friends cakes and then someone just suggested to me like, why don't you try selling them? So I just gave it a go thinking nothing would really come of it on and just did it through Instagram. And then, wow, here we are a year later and it's just, it's all a bit much. (laughs) It's really taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a lot to handle and stuff or how are you balancing it between? It is. I, I have like a good routine. So I'll go to work and then after work I'll go to the gym. And then basically from Wednesday onwards in the week, Wednesday to Saturday, it's after like after work, after gym. That's all I will do, like bake and make yeah. cakes. Um, and then sometimes Saturday morning as well. But it does mean that I don't really have a social life in the week. Yeah, it's a second. It's like a full business. Yeah. It's- but to be honest, I've always said that as my rule. Like, I don't usually do anything in the week just because, I don't know, as a teacher, I don't think I can... Some, you know, some people go for, like, after-work drinks. I can't do that because it's just... You cannot... Well, I personally cannot <laughs> have a drink and then go into school the next day and be okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit full-on, but it's really fun. It's nice to come home and kind of use, like, another part of your brain mm. to do something instead of just watching... Netflix, although I still manage to do that somehow as well. You could multitask Netflix and caking, right? <laughs> this is what I say to my boyfriend. Okay. He's like, you're not listening. I'm like, I am listening. I'm just able to do more than one thing at once, <laughs> unlike you. So yeah. So yeah, it's been really good. Um, we'll see how it goes. People keep asking me like, are you going to do it full time? And I honestly have no idea. Yeah. But we'll just see. Because it started as like a hobby, right? Yeah, literally a hobby. And then it was, yeah. Have you noticed, like, any of your passion has, like, declined for it since you started getting paid for it? Good question. I think sometimes 
it's like after I've done a few, I get really tired, and yeah. then and then I'll just think like, oh, I've got to do another one. But then actually, when I start doing it, it's kind of it's. I think it's more like the prep, like you know, like really simple things like making the buttercream. Just mm. like, oh, I've got to do that. But then once you actually get going, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I want to say no, but maybe a little bit. But maybe it's like some cakes I'll get really excited to do, um, just depending on what it is really. But yeah, it's still fun. I'm still I'm still going, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, wicked. So, what kind of cakes do you make? Um, so I make mainly like birthday cakes, mm. right? Because everyone's got a birthday all the time. <laughs> um, and just what I always say to the customer, like just whatever flavor you want, because it's really easy to just look up a recipe online <laughs> and then adapt it. So I have no. I'm not like a. I, I know that there are some. Um, like people who bake in Hong Kong who have like a menu I don't I just say like whatever you want I'll try and do but I just don't do like fondant yeah because I personally don't like that and I don't like eating it and also I can't do like the little figurines because I just can't do that so I'll just give it my best whack I always tell people like I'm not a professional so you know I'll try my best yeah but it's never gonna be perfect but yeah that's what that's what I do. I want to do more cupcakes. So if you're listening and need cupcakes, yes, plug the cupcakes. Me. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I feel like some people in the fitness industry would hear that you have a cake business, and then you're also super sporty and be like, "How do those two go exactly, together?" Exactly <laughs> right. But you know, it's so funny. There's um, an Instagram account that I follow of a bakery in Tel Aviv, and they are they're like they're professional bakers. But one of the um, girls who runs it, she's super into fitness. Like she's got. Like, she's so fit, she's CrossFit, weightlifting, um, and she's ripped, and she's also, like, making all these cakes. So I'm like, yeah, it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> That's awesome. And then on the lifting side of things, obviously, segues are not my strong suit, so we're just going to be jumping back yeah, and forth perfect. here. <laughs> on the lifting side of things, how did you get started in all of that? So, I have always... No, that's not like I've not always been into fitness because I was a really um, plump kid. <laughs> um, never really good at sport when I was younger. Like, I gave it a good go, but I would never be in, like, the first team for anything, which was fine. Um, and then I got to uni, and I think, like, in my second year of uni, I was like, right, I really need to lose some weight. So I, like, went on a diet or whatever, and I started going to the gym. And I think I did... Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but there was... Oh, God, what was her name? I'm not sure. This Australian fitness person did a... Kayla? Yes, that's it. What was, like, what's the name of the program that she did? I want to say bikini... Yeah, or something, something like that. Like and that. it was, what, really short workouts, yeah. like seven minutes or something. So I started doing them. Mm-hmm. And I would do that in the gym because it was more like body weight circuit stuff yeah. right and then I would always look over at the weight section and be like well it's so intimidating because it's always just full of boys and then t- as my year years went on in uni I was like right I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the weight se- section I want to do squats and I just remember that there was this one girl that used to go in and she obviously knew what she was doing so I just like I remember asking her and I was like hi like sorry to interrupt but um like I really want to learn how to do squats can you like help me and she gave me she was so lovely she gave me like some advice and stuff and then that was really it that was after that I had the confidence to go in and just go for it and I think I must have done another program or something that I just got off online um and then I remember like at the end of uni I was in the gym and someone came up to me another girl and asked me like 
if I could give her some tips and I did and then my friend who was with me was like oh remember that was you like not long ago so that was uni and then I think um I was still going to the gym and stuff when I moved to Hong Kong but it was kind of just like the commercial kind of gyms and you know the problem with them is obviously they're so busy um a lot of people there are uh using like the squat rack for you know um not shoulder squats. press or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, so frustrating. And then, um, but a new gym opened like in Wan Chai, which I go to now, um, called Movement Academy. And I just signed up um, and it was just, it was literally when I walked in, I was like, oh, because it was just like, there were like seven squat racks. It was just all free weights kind of thing, barbells, plates and stuff. Um, so I signed up and then I remember just working out there and the people that worked there were like, oh, have you ever thought of doing powerlifting? And I had absolutely no idea what that was. And I didn't ask because I was <laughs> like too, I wanted to like pretend that I knew. I was like, oh yeah, no, not really. Um, but then I kind of just learned that powerlifting is just squat, bench and deadlift yep. as heavy as you can. Um, so they were like, they were they asked me to test out like my one rep max just off the bat. And then I did, and they were like, oh, you, you know, you could, like, compete with some training. And I didn't think anything of it at first, but then they mentioned that there was a meet coming up later that year. And I thought, you know what, I'll just give it a go. We'll see. Um, so I was training for that. And then um, I don't think I actually ended up doing it because of COVID and stuff. They moved all the dates around and I couldn't make it. Okay. Um, so I just, I didn't do it. But then the next year... I w- there was another one that was happening in June and I fully committed. So that's how I basically got into it. It was, if I hadn't have joined the gym that I'm at, I wouldn't have known anything about powerlifting and I wouldn't have been, not pushed, but like, you know, encouraged to do it. Um, so I'm very grateful for them for doing that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then I ended up doing the my first meet and it was great. Yeah. Okay, there are a few things I just want to pick up on. First, I think you seem very unique in the way that you're approaching things. Like, I think you're kind of glossing <laughs> over it, but like, I don't think many people would have had the confidence to go up to somebody else. First of all, go into a gym when they don't <laughs> really know what's happening. And then second of all, to go up and be like, hi, can you, <laughs> I feel like even my voice doing it now, I'm just like, hi. <laughs> and I'm not even doing it in that situation. So uh, have you always been like a confident person, do you think? Or? Um, I th- I'm not sure. Some, I think uh, like maybe growing up, yes. Um, I think when you compare me to my younger sister, Mm. everyone would always say I was like the more outgoing one. But I also have this thing where like, you just got to give things a go, right? Like, um, and a lot of my friends say to me, like, I'm scared to go into the gym, but I think everyone starts somewhere. So when I saw this girl working out and I was like, right, if I don't ask her, then how am I ever going to go? How am I ever going to get in? Or like, I'm not just going to, and I'd rather go in having asked someone what to do rather than just going by myself and, you know, make a fool of myself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's kind of like what I was going for. I was like, right, at least if I'm talking to her, then I know kind of how to get going. So yeah, that's basically what my thought behind that. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start, but may not have the confidence to approach somebody? Yeah, because I would say, I think you should ask someone. Mm. But I honestly think, and I still do it now, I'll go into the gym, and if there's something on my program which I don't know, I will still go on YouTube. Yeah. And just, like, you can literally go on YouTube on your phone very discreetly. (laughs) I do it all the time still. See what the movement is, and then just copy that. Um, Obviously, don't just, you know, if you're a beginner, don't just go in 
straight up to a big compound lift like maybe go slow but I always I actually think that if you're going into a gym and someone asks you for advice the person you're asking for advice will usually love it like if someone came and asked me for advice I'd, I'd love to help them because it makes me feel good I know I was gonna say it's that kind of flattery it's like oh me yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly and I also think um that you should ask people for help because it's and like it's a, it, it was a big problem in like the commercial gyms because a lot of people go in and just do something without like proper form or anything or they pretend like they know what they're doing I mean I was the same as well in the beginning but like it's actually so dangerous um so yeah if you're going if you're too scared to ask someone go on YouTube <laughs> yeah. um because it's very okay to do that and then yeah ask someone for sure I, de- I definitely think ask someone I completely agree. I think mm-hmm. that people will be much more friendly if you yes. just ask rather than them watching you out of the corner of their eye being like, exactly. oh, what's happening? Exactly. Then the second thing I wanted to pick up on, training for powerlifting the first time around, did that look different to how it is or for the actual meet that you did compete in? Or was it the same kind of, what kind of training um, was it? So the first meet that I was training for, which didn't, which I didn't happen in the end, I had a different coach. He was uh, the coach at my gym. Um, and it was, do you know what? It was so long ago. I can't really remember what it was like, but it was, it was nice. I really enjoyed doing that program because it was totally different to what I had done before, like fewer reps, uh, heavier weight. And I really enjoyed it because I really don't like cardio (laughs) or getting out of breath. (laughs) Not that I didn't get out of breath, but you know what I mean? Sometimes like, I think the programs that I had done before were like 15 reps of something, which is looking back I don't I don't think I could do it'll give me a heart attack if I have to do 15 exactly (laughs) same so that was that was new um and enjoyable and then I didn't do that meet and then I did one last year and um for that I had a new coach which is uh, a a good friend of mine and he actually had never programmed for a powerlifting meet before and I had never done a, so a powerlifting meet. So we were both kind of going in blind. Yeah. But it was really fun. Like, I think he had done a lot of research. Um, and it was a bit different to my first powerlifting program. Because just some of the things were a bit different. And it was a bit um, awkward as well. Because I was doing them in the gym with my old coach. Who would kind of look at things that I was doing. And was like, hmm, why are you doing that? And I was just like, just don't ask me. Ask my other coach. <laughs> you know. But again, it was like few reps, heavy, um, building up to uh, like eventually a one rep max, obviously. But I never actually did one rep maxes until maybe like three weeks before. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. But what I did notice was when I went uh, when I went into the powerlifting gym where the competition was at to train. Um, everyone, this was like a week before the the meet. Everyone there was. Uh, lifting really heavy singles and I was there like just basically seeing what equipment was being used doing really really light mm. and I was freaking out like should I be doing the same as them like they're all power lifters should I be doing and my coach was just like no just whispering like don't be scared don't be put off because they're going heavy like you're just you're resting so I was like okay I'll, I'll take that yeah so yeah if you look back now, like, do you remember what the, like, your first one rep maxes were when you first joined Movement Academy? Oh, yeah, it was, um, I think my squat was 102. Mm-hmm. This is, like, uh, before any training. So before any That's powerlifting awesome. training. 102. Bench was, oh, I can't even remember. I want to say maybe 50. And then my deadlift was, a hu- oh, 
I actually can't remember. I want to say like 100 or like 110 mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So if we fast forward now to the meat day. Yes. Do you want to tell me what the Wonder at Max's were there? Or yeah. Or do you want to go through like the process of so what that, the meat was like? Um, so that was before. So that was my first ever like in my life any time I had did a one rep max for anything yeah um and then i did training for the first meet which i didn't end up doing so i don't actually know what at what stage i was in then but then um i had to restart powerlifting training for the meet which would have happened last june Mm -hmm. so around let's say what's wait june may april like maybe beginning of april middle of march um, I just tested that my one rep maxes again to see where I was at to start training again. And they were, cause I hadn't, cause of COVID, cause all the gyms were closed. So no gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what they were. I think around the same. And then I trained and I did my first ever meet and I got, uh, squat was 119. Um, bench was 51 and deadlift, I got 140 which was, I was like, what? I don't yeah. think anyone, I didn't expect to do it. I don't think my coach did. I don't think anyone did. <laughs> what kind of numbers were you hitting in training? Um, I think, my, I mean, the biggest improvement was deadlift because yeah. in training I was doing like maybe 120, 125. I think in training my PB was 128. Okay. That's um, a crazy Yeah, PB. and then I went to the meet and I think I just was pumped with adrenaline I had I don't know how many knockos I had <laughs> just like loads of Haribo sweets as well and I was just like right I'm just gonna do it so I just lifted 140 which was insane um and then so yeah huge improvement on that that is amazing you should definitely like yeah I love telling doing? um I love telling boys that I can lift that because they're like oh <laughs> I love those videos of like, <clears throat> I've seen those ones of girls lifting in their garage and stuff. And then like just people will walk past and be like, oh, I can do that. And, yeah. stuff, and then they try and they're like, oh shit, you're strong. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was also, so that was my first powerlifting meet last year. And I did another one in September, which I actually cut weight for because um, I was in, I think under 72 kilo class for my first meet. And there was no way I was going to win. Not that it's about winning, but the, the other girls were so strong. Um, a bit heavier than me as well so I thought right I'm just gonna commit and cut and get to under 64 and I did but I did it a bit too much I think (laughs) so I weighed in on the day in in September at 61.5 kilos which I was like so shocked by I thought and my scales at home must have been wrong because (gasps) I was weighing in at like 62 and I thought that's so stressful that's okay like Hmm. 62 plus I was like that's okay got to the meet and it was 61 and I was like oh and then I was like, right, let's see if I've, you know, maintained my strength. Um, and I did. I got the exact same total as uh, the meet in June. No way. Was there any difference between lifts? Or? Yeah. So squat, I did 122. Okay. So that's exactly double body weight, which yeah. I was really pleased about. Bench, I got 53, which was more. But uh, deadlift, I deadlift, I got 135. Okay. But that's because I, yeah, I was happy with that because yeah. I actually failed my first... My first lift. Okay. Um, yeah, that which really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. Did you? How did you go in the first round? Like, did you fail any the first meet? Um, first meet. Yeah, I failed. I think I. Oh, the first meet because it was my first ever powerlifting meet, and also my coaches, and we ha- really didn't have any idea about the rules. So the biggest thing in powerlifting is the commands. You mm. have to follow them, even if you do a perfect squat, 
and you put the bar back before they say rack, it won't count. So that's what happened to me. Uh, No, hang on. No, it didn't. It happened to me in bench. So first bench I did, my my bum came up off the bench, didn't count. Second bench, I just forgot commands existed. And then the third one counted. So I was like, you know what, I'll take that. Um, We also realized that in, in my first meet that you have a minute to submit your next weight. Mm. So, for example, my squat, we didn't know. My first squat, we didn't know. So we actually submitted the next weight too late. So it only went up by a kilo. Yeah. So it was okay, because I was like, whatever. It's the first time I've done it. So, yeah. Second time round, the second meet, I only failed when I actually didn't... I couldn't do the weight. So my third bench, I couldn't do. And then first deadlift... I just could not get it off the floor. <laughs> Were you still like fueled by gummies and stuff? Did yeah, you, okay. I was like, yeah, again, two knockers in. I had a, I had eaten a whole pack of Haribo. Um, like, I don't even know how many Bear Bell protein bars. <laughs> just, um, I think what it was, was it, my opening number was 132, mm-hmm. which is quite a big number. And I think I was, I had freaked myself out. Oh, okay. Um, and then I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it off the ground. And I was like... Oh my god! And then we realized actually you can't go, you can't reduce your weight, right? You just have to do it. So I was like, I can't, I don't want to fail. This. Yeah. So my coach was like, Why don't you just try someone smelling salts? And I was like, Okay, I've never done it before. I'd said I wouldn't do it because I didn't get it. So I just got someone's ammonia and I just I did it for the next one. And I don't know, I can't even describe. Have you ever done them before? I haven't. I'm like too scared to try. Yeah, that was exactly the same with me. I was like, I don't understand how that is going to, it like literally is like all in your head. And I don't know how you are able to do a lift. It just freaks you out. Yeah. But I was like, I'm, I will do anything mm. to just get. So I did it and it's literally like goes up your nose and it just like, I can't. The only way I can describe it is like it just opens up your like head <laughs> yeah your brain like explodes you see everybody's faces yep yeah and I was like whoa and then I just did it and it literally just shot up like I was like okay I'll do it again for the next one so yeah I did it um it does also sometimes like take you a moment to like realize where you are um but I'm glad I did it because I don't think I could have done it without <laughs> did you use it for the third lift as well yeah I did because I just wanted to make sure that um... yeah so yeah that was my first experience with ammonia and yeah and power I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm here for it for sure that's awesome I think something that you kind of touched on is that you were freaking out a little bit when you failed that first rep but like what is the kind of mental state going into your first <clears throat> meet um I, honestly I was just like I don't really get nervous for meets in general or okay. anything until it's like when I'm there okay so for my first ever meet um I was so nervous I was just like everyone because everyone's um everyone well it seemed like everyone who was there had done one before and they all knew each other and then I was like oh my god what am I doing what am I doing um but someone said to me like as soon as you do your first squat you'll be fine so and it was actually true like I did my first squat and I was like okay it's fine I got this it's just a bit of fun it actually moves really quickly so um because there's so many can competitors and also the lifts are quite quick not like olympic lifting where um it takes a bit of time you literally go on squat and you go off and then you just wait till your next turn so after that after my first meet i was way more confident to do the second one but i was not expecting to feel as nervous as i did for deadlifts and then i failed my first one and honestly i was like 
oh shit, like I need to do it. Cause I was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go up there again and fail again. So I'm just really panicking. Um, I was like, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. Like, how am I gonna do it? And luckily my coach was like, calm down, calm it's down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just do the ammonia. <laughs> yeah. Far out. I'm trying to like, I don't handle stress well. Yeah. So I feel like I would get there on the day and just be like a ball of yeah. just chaos. It is like, it is, it is stressful because actually you, you, you think like so, suddenly, even though you've done it, like I've done, I've done 132 kilos in training. Fine. I did it for a triple in training. Yeah. But for some reason on the day before I did it, I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. Have I ever done this before? Yeah. yeah. And then I was, I kept saying to myself inside my head, like you can do it. You've done it. And then I was going, no, but I don't think I can. Just over, and I was like, no, stop thinking negative. Like, and it was just, oh, it was just, yeah, a mess. I feel like if I had a bit more rest time before, like between warming up and doing it, I would have been okay. But it is, it is completely a mind game. Like you just yeah. have to, you have to do it. Yeah. Were you saying anything different to yourself that second time around <clears throat> as compared to the first one? Did you notice any changes? Yeah, I, um, the whole thing for me had, the whole objective of the competition for me had changed because I'd obviously dropped a weight class. So for that in itself, for me was already good enough. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to be able to maintain my strength, which I did um, at a lower body weight. So I kept saying to myself, like, even if I match what I did in the previous meet, I'll be really happy. Um, so it wasn't about winning for me, um, which is cool because then I think your whole mentality of it changes. You're not just like putting so much pressure on yourself. Like I need to win. I need to win. Um, just wanted to. I had. A, I basically had a goal to reach. My own goal, and I did. So, yeah, that was that was the bit, that was the part that was different for me. What was the environment like going in? Like with so many competitors. Like you said, they knew each other. Was yeah. That intimidating or? Um, first time. Yeah, super intimidating. Um, everyone knew each other. It was just. It was a bit chaotic. My first meet. It was at a different gym. It was in Kowloon side. And it was just, as I said before, like it's actually really quick. The uh, the the actual lifting, um, you're literally on. You do it and you get off, and it's the next person. The next person comes on straight after. So it's it was chaotic, intimidating, but by the end, like you kind of you kind of realise actually everyone's just in the same boat as you. Second meet was at a different gym, um, fewer competitors, and also some familiar faces. So it was, I was a bit more relaxed being there. I knew, you know, what was going on, the rules and stuff. Um, it seemed less chaotic, um, maybe because it was le- fewer people. Um, but still, like, yeah, still, I'm not sure. I think it was less intimidating. Um, I'm not sure if it's because it, there was less people there or because I knew what I was doing. Um, but, yeah, it was, I think you just you just have to, you have to do it, right? It's like the same with anything. Once you get used to it, it's, it's okay. Do you follow Steffi Cohen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch her talking about visualization and things like that? Um, I haven't. She was, I wonder if this applies to you at all, but she was talking about how she was coming back from an injury. And so she like was prepared to kind of like fail the first two lifts. And right. so she was like, okay, what happens if that happens? Yeah. And then I'll have to get my last lift. Like it's not optional. I have to get it. But like mentally she prepared to fail. Yeah. Did you have that going in or like, do no, you agree definitely. with that or? I do. I think actually I should have had that because what the, honestly the panic that was going through me when I had failed <laughs> my first deadlift was actually like worrying. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but if I had maybe prepared to fail and been like, well, what am I going to do after? Yeah. Then I would have been more chilled about it. And I think if I do another meet in the future, then I will think like that. So I do agree with it. Um, I'm not... Ri- I'm not I'm not a huge visualizer. Like I know people do it. They can visualize mm. things. It's just not the way my brain works. Yeah. But definitely preparing to fail and like mm. telling yourself it could happen. Yeah. Is a really good thing. I think it's something that I need to uh, probably work on in the future. I feel like it could get a bad rap for like just being negative or something like that, but it's like no, but how yeah. are you going to handle it when it Exactly. When if something Yeah. Doesn't and that's work like out. so I want to start Olympic lifting this year. And I know that a big part of it is you have to be able to fail, right? Physically, like when you're trying to get a barbell above your head, you have to know how to how to bail on a lift, like throw, throw it behind or in front. So that's that's one thing. But then it's like the mentality of, oh, you could fail is also another huge thing. I feel like it's a little bit scarier with Olympic lifting too, because you're like, okay, if I fail, this thing is on top of my head. Exactly. <laughs> it's Exactly. I went and watched an Olympic... Uh, meet a couple of weeks ago oh, awesome. um, in Central and it was really because my friend was taking part and it was just it was really insane to watch so cool like I have so much respect for them but yeah when when you're literally like some of the guys were putting over 100 kilos ab- above their head and it is actually terrifying like I, I I did my first ever Olympic lifting session sometime before Christmas and with like 15 kilos on the bar I was able to do a snatch but as soon as it went up to 20 I could not I could not put it over my head I would just psych out like I can't do it it's It's, crazy the difference yeah it's a huge I think it's so much more in the mind that sport than than others but yeah I don't know how they do it Mm. and then I don't know how it's again I think the scary part of it is knowing how to fail that in a safe way yeah 100% I do want to come back to why you wanted to do Olympic lifting, but I'm going to quickly jump backwards yep. a little bit. So coming from Kayla Itzine's bikini body and stuff like that into then powerlifting is a massive switch. Obviously it's taken many years mm-hmm. and things like that, but did you have any reservations? Like I think a lot of women don't want to pick up a barbell. Yeah. They're scared of being bulky or anything like that. Did you have anything like that happen to you or? Um, for me, I never had that. Um, I never had that desire of like or or thing in my head where I don't not to be like I don't want to be bulky with quotation marks um (laughs) I I obviously first thing I got the first reason why I got into fitness was to lose weight and that's when I did the Kayla it seems thing um so my first initial goal was just to look slimmer uh, appearance wise and then I don't know it's, it's just along I think along the throughout the years I just thought that actually being strong I would much rather be strong than like slim Um, I'm not sure when that happened I'm not sure how Um, I think I always knew that like I was never gonna have skinny thighs (laughs) like it just was never gonna happen so for me like it just took a while to accept that I don't know there was no like turning point I think just along the way I was just like right I'm just never I'm never gonna never gonna have that thigh gap you know that everyone wanted for a while um and then yeah I just at some point was just like actually I think being strong is so cool again like I can't pick out a point or a moment in time where that decision was made but I think it I just came around to the idea that being strong and healthy is is what is 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 cool 
um, and is what I wanted to be rather than just slim. Yeah. Yeah. I think my go-to piece of advice for like young girls and things like that is like, I've been trying for years to get bulky and I'm still <laughs> lanky as fuck. So that's, <laughs> that's you'll be fine. The, exactly. That's the thing, right? Like I, I don't think, first of all, what is bulky? Yeah. Like, you know, that's not a thing. Like bulky is not a body shape. It's, um, you know, I also, yeah, like <laughs> just cause you pick up, you, you literally never know. Like everyone is so different. Picking up a barbell is not going to make you instantly have these giant thighs. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, people want to be toned. I hear that a lot. People get toned by doing weights. It doesn't have to be heavy. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, about a barbell, a woman's barbell is 15 kilos. It's really not that heavy. Um, so you can pick it up, girls, you can. <laughs> and it's not gonna make you bulky. I think like if, unless you're trying to get bulky, again, with floating quotation marks, or like you're trying to get strong, then you won't get massive, you know? Like if, it, it's, it's, it depends on what you want to do. It depends on the exercise that you do with it. Of course, if you're not training for a powerlifting event or whatever, you don't have to do super heavy weights for a really few reps. Um, you know, I also do like parts of training where I'm doing hypertrophy, so it's like super light, and I really notice a difference. Um, you just like you get way leaner, more toned. Um, but again, like when I was training for my first powerlifting meet, I was eating loads, so yeah, I guess I was getting bulky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we don't even have like the testosterone to support it. I'm like, yeah, that's what the is thing. bulky? You're it, so what right. is bulky? Yeah. That is the take home message from this. What is bulky? It's not a thing. <laughs> Touch bulky a bar, and you're thing. like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wish. Yeah, <laughs> bulky is not a thing. Big thighs are not save a thing. lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big thighs save lives. It's yeah. It's I think you just have to be. You know what? It's just whatever people whatever makes people confident in themselves, right? Like exactly. if you, if you're really confident and feel like yourself being super strong, then do that. If you are happiest at yourself when you're like running loads or, you know, doing a lot of like circuits and stuff, then do that. But if you want to lift a barbell, then do it, give it <laughs> a go. Like it's, you're just picking it up is not gonna make you huge. So don't Thank worry. You. you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> Scientifically. Yeah. In terms of success and how you define that, I know you said during the meet that you were going for your own goals and then you were happy when you hit that. Is there any other way that you define success? It could be inside the gym, outside, anything um, like that. I think for me, success is both in and out of the gym. It's just doing what you want to do. Um, I always say to people like, just just do it if you want to do it just do it um and a lot of the time uh, people will question you know something like getting a tattoo like oh i want to get a tattoo but i'm not sure if i should but it's like what what why don't you think you should like there's no rule for you um just do it if you want to do it just do it so for me i like to try out new things um i think in the recent my recent years i've really like I've really started to pick up new hobbies and stuff like that. Like for example, the cakes yeah. and the powerlifting, just because I think like, why not? Like, so for me, success is like trying something new, giving it a go, seeing how I am at it. Um, am, am I good? Am I bad? If not, if I, if I don't enjoy it, move on. Um, so it's not really like a number for me um, in terms of like weights or maybe in terms of like salary, 
just um yeah trying new things doing what I want to do whatever that may be I love that I am the complete opposite of that and I wish I was like that I saw something that resonated with me the other day and it was someone saying if you're always so outcome based like you're never going to be happy you're 100% of the time you're going to be upset yeah (laughs) you're not going to get that grade you're not going to get that like money whatever like what happens if you don't yeah and then kind of what you were saying if you value yourself as a learner and like that's your highest like win yeah is the fact that you're able to learn whether yeah. you fail or you succeed if you're able to learn and try new things then so true I mean don't get me wrong I am sometimes like oh, I really want to get like mm. that number or like I really want to make that money but I, I think like the biggest thing is like it, life is so short and we're on this earth and we have all these things that we can do as humans so like just I just want to do like I mean I'm not going to go first of all I hate hiking so I have no interest in climbing Mount Everest but you know the things I am interested in I would like to give it a go and I think especially in Hong Kong such a unique place because everyone here is I find most people here are super active like whether it is just hiking or um boxing or um you know what you know just whatever I feel like everyone's always on the move and there's so many things that you can do here like I know so many people do like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and it's like oh that's something new I could try or you know trail running again not going to try trail running but like I never knew of trail running until <laughs> yeah. I got to Hong Kong so I think there's like so many things that you can at least give it give it a go right and then you can say like oh yeah I tried that it wasn't yeah. wasn't for me but again not going to try yeah I mean but I won't <laughs> do you have any tips for people like if they're being super hard on themselves how do you move away from that um I mean, we there are there are obviously times in everyone's life where you are super hard on yourself. Like me at the moment, actually, I'm being super hard on myself because I know that I've overindulged at Christmas. I've not been to the gym in two weeks, which is really unlike me. And I just I'm just like I know that I've put on weight, and I keep waking up every morning like oh I feel gross. But then I just think like one did I have fun? Yes. Two would I have changed anything? No. Three, were there mornings where I wanted to work out and then didn't go and did I regret them? No, like there were mornings I wanted to work out but I didn't regret not going. So I think um, being super hard on yourself in terms of anything really, you just have to like check in um, because that's what I do anyway. Like if you haven't done something, is it, has it um, affected your like daily life, right? So like for example for me, I've not been to the gym it is niggling at the back of my mind, but again, I've had fun and I know that I can get back into it like next week, starting next week. Um, so I guess in terms of that, but yeah, I don't know, like a lot of people are really hard on themselves, um, but it's gonna be it, like it will be okay. As long as you, you are like true to yourself, check in with yourself, do a checklist, like literally do what I did, like yeah. did I have fun? Yes. Um, do I regret it? No. Um, just like yeah be 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 real with yourself and then are you able to make make it change so if you're like for me at the moment feeling a bit body conscious am I able to change it I know for me yeah because I will starting Monday you know nutrition kitchen is ordered (laughs) Um, and I'll be in the gym Um, so it's just that like being realistic about it Um, but also it's sometimes I think that um you know, especially with like body image and stuff, it can really, really, really eat you up. And I also think 
that sometimes people stress a lot about the way they look a bit too much to the point where actually it's the stress that's causing you more harm than actually what you think is, you know? So it, that's hard because sometimes you think, like it happened with like my younger sister and the more, no matter what you say, it, it doesn't really register and it, it, it can't help them. So you have to be able to, you have to be able to commit to changing it yourself. So yeah, in that long-winded answer to your question, um, check in with yourself, think, can I change it? If you can, do it. If you can't or need help, ask someone, because someone will definitely help you. But yeah, life's too short to beat yourself up about yourself. I think that's a very practical solution as well. I love that, like going back, did you regret it? No. Yeah. (laughs) Did I have fun? Yes. It's like, okay, so why am I actually like upset? I know that things will get back into the swing of things. It's Mm -hmm. not like I'm never moving again ever in my life. Exactly. But we have that tendency to kind of like... I have it all the time. Spiral. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I think everybody does it though. Exactly. Yeah, everyone (laughs) does it. Everyone does it. There's not a single person who is on this earth who does not who does not beat themselves up about themselves at some point mm. you know or think should i have done that and then you're just like well it's done now so <laughs> i know how long are you going to spend like going backwards and being like oh my god i should have said that yeah you can't otherwise you just you're never in the it, moment exactly people dwell on the past and you really can't change the past so yeah just move on <laughs> exactly Going now forward to mm-hmm. new goal, <laughs> my random segues again. I've got all my little notes. Olympic lifting. Yeah. Why are we moving away from powerlifting? Um, good question. So powerlifting, my last, so as I said, my last meet was in September. Mm-hmm. And then actually I got invited to do, uh, it was pretty cool. They, they emailed us and they uh, invited the strongest people in Hong Kong to participate in the national championships for powerlifting so I did get asked to do that and they sent out a table of like the strongest females and males in Hong Kong and I ranked 18th oh my gosh I was pretty happy with considering I'd only done thank you only done two meets but it was really soon after the last after September it was in December so it would have only been two months prep and I don't know at that point I was like umming and ahhing and I was like, I don't think I actually want to do it because I'm, I was just, it would have had to mean the same kind of training again. And I just didn't fancy it. I just was like, I've done, done that meet, dropped a weight class, achieved my personal goals. Um, so I was like, I think I'm just going to give it a bit of a break, you know? So that was really it. Like there was no huge to, like driving factor for not doing it anymore. I just wanted a bit of a change. Um, I wanted to get really fit. I mean, in a different way, like I, I wanted to get quite lean. So I just did a, I asked my coach to give me a new training block. And yeah, that was it really. I really enjoyed that. So it's not, I'll never do powerlifting again, but maybe this year or maybe next year, but not anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I, because a lot of people in my gym do Olympic lifting, and I do think they they were asking me a lot, like, so when are you getting into Olympic lifting? You know, and a lot of people were like, you know, you're strong, you've got the mobility, you can do it. So I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. But <laughs> then actually now I'm like, yeah, actually I will do it because um, I had a like a session, like a very quick session with um, someone at my gym, and it was really fun really enjoyed it learning how to snatch 
and then I've done a few classes and really enjoyed it and again like it's just something new that I want to try and as I mentioned before I went and watched my friend compete a couple weeks ago and it was just really inspiring to watch and it was it was the men so I didn't get to watch any of the girls but it's still just like it's it's such a cool sport it's so technical so it's completely different to powerlifting not that powerlifting is not technical but at the end of the day you do just go up there and just lift yeah <laughs> just do it um whereas with olympic lifting it's super technical even learning it so yeah i just want to give it a go um and i know that it's really challenging mentally as i said before um even getting 20 kilos over my head was like already like too much so i just want to push myself see if i can do it um so that is my goal for this year hopefully do a competition or compete before the end of the year okay but we'll see <laughs> this will be an amazing thing for you to look back on then and be like I couldn't do 20 kilos and then by the end yeah. of the year you're like excuse me look at this <laughs> exactly so that's yeah that's what I want to do this year yeah. is there any drive to like because when I hear like that you had the opportunity to do like the national powerlifting like the inner like competitor in me is like yeah. oh my gosh why why would you like turn that down yeah but well I was I was like oh this is so cool like I've been invited to do this I should do it I should do it that's what was being said in my head like I should do it and I can't remember who but someone said yeah I know you think you should do it but do you want to do it yeah and then I was actually like no yeah (laughs) I don't I don't really right in this moment now because at that time it was it was a decision I had to make then and there because it was like two months and that's that's already shorter than what you would normally use to prep um, so I had to make the decision on the spot and I said no and I didn't I didn't regret it at all like people were um, you know training for the meet and I was just doing my own thing loving it I did not um, have the stress of like hitting numbers mm. which was really cool um, so yeah I think that's probably if people are saying that or even if yourself and you're saying that you should do something that's a really good time to reflect to be like why should I do this exactly yeah Yeah, that's an excellent point yeah how do you think success in Olympic lifting will look like to you hopefully doing a meet yes number one for sure doing a meet I'm sure along the way it will become numbers Mm -hmm. like I want to hit this number because I'm such a beginner like literally no experience in it I don't know how good like a lift is in terms of weight and in terms of body weight like Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure haven't seen as I said like haven't really seen many I didn't get to watch on that day any of the girls compete I think if I had I would have had a better idea but like just to do it and just to do a meet would be pretty cool I mean when I first did my uh first powerlifting meet because I was so new and like I don't think I would have said a year before that my goal is to do a powerlifting meet it yeah. was kind of like oh I'm doing one yeah but this year it's like okay I know what this sport is I'm gonna try train for it hopefully by the end of the year do a do a meet so yeah that's at the moment that's my goal but I'm sure it will change to numbers close <laughs> somewhere along the year I feel like people who get into Olympic lifting it's kind of like that all or nothing kind of because it's like you said such a technical sport and it mm-hmm. takes a lot longer than like powerlifting yeah. to kind of like get your head around the exactly. movements so I feel like people get addicted to it super quick and then they're yeah. like or same with Brazilian jiu-jitsu for example you're like oh I realize I'm such a beginner and there's such a massive exactly, like yeah. learning curve it's funny because I see people I've seen people in the gym who have started it and now every time I go in it's just all they're doing so mm. I know that it, it is enjoyable and even for the only like few times that I've done it 
I've wanted to like keep going like oh that was so fun or like yeah. can't stop thinking about it but I also I didn't mention this before but I also do boxing as well <laughs> and um, another goal of another one of my goals this year is to do it more consistently not fight this year <laughs> would you have plans to fight ever yeah I said to my friend I was like by 2023 I'll be I want to yeah <laughs> but again like it's the same with boxing um I do it and I come away and I'm, I think about it all the time. Like I just watch all the videos I record of myself doing it. I enjoy it so much. And I feel like, again, that was another thing with powerlifting. I would have to sacrifice, I had to sacrifice it to do, to train for it because you can't really do yeah. both. Um, so that's why I wanted to break. Cause I was like, I want to do more boxing. But then I said that and I didn't really do any. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Christmas. Um, so this year, yeah, I want to get more into it, be more consistent. Because it's something I really enjoy. I want to say I actually enjoy it more than the gym, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just so different. I just really enjoy it. I think having a really solid strength base would definitely help you. I think so, yeah. Because um, a lot of the times they're like, you need to, you know, you, you need to use actually your body weight to put behind, like, just like, yeah, your your strength, you need to like be able to put behind a punch. Um, so yes, it, they, they do interlink for sure. Mm. Do you think that you're a competitive person? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I think a lot of people have hobbies and stuff. Like you just kind of lift or you just kind of box and stuff, but you seem to like want to go like all in and yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. I, I hundred percent am. Um, my gym, the for ages they were thinking about getting like a, um, oh, what's, what is it? Like a what's it called like a just like a board with the like a record like a leaderboard yeah that's it a leaderboard and I kept saying they're just like thinking yeah we should should get one I kept saying like yes you should you should really get one put it on (laughs) because I was like I need I want that on there and then all throughout like training for powerlifting I was like always lifting I was like okay you can add my name to the leaderboard please and I was always trying to get to the top so that again like even before competing I was like trying to be the best in the gym um so yeah I'm definitely definitely competitive for sure like I always want to be the best at everything anything I do <laughs> and I, yeah I love I love that so much yeah because it means that you like you said you try so many new things and then you like really try them so it's not kind of like that yeah I mean dabbling. sometimes it's not the best trait maybe <laughs> like trying to be the best yeah but I, I will admit that I get annoyed if I, someone is better than me and I'll just try and be like right I can't let that happen yeah <laughs> is that has it caused you a lot of strife do you say strive or strife strife that is a word right yeah not, strife. Okay, like, stress. <laughs> yeah right yeah um maybe yes and no i don't know because sometimes i'm like i will just have to admit defeat like there are some things like even it's really like even simple things like just playing monopoly deal with my boyfriend and i know that he will win and i will hate it and I have to be like, yeah, you get it? <laughs> I'll have to be like, okay, fine. But I'm really, I'm really bad at showing, at hiding my emotions in that. <laughs> um, but maybe no, like I'm a bit chilled about it. Like sometimes people are just better at you than things. And you're just like, oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't accept that. I will be yeah. <laughs> secretly inside. I'm like, no, just wait. But um, in, on the outside, I'm like, good for you. <laughs> It's interesting to me that you've also picked like sports that are incredibly numbers driven. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, it's a very interesting kind of 
or maybe it's not a dichotomy, I don't know, but like in teaching and stuff, how do you define success in that? Because there's not necessarily like that clear, I'm doing this right. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, Yeah. Teaching is, um, is, is hard because you always have this, uh, I'm not, maybe not all teachers, but definitely for me, I have like the, in my mind, the teacher I want to be, like I want to be, um, you know, I want the kids to have, first of all, have fun in my lessons. I want to be the fun teacher, the approachable teacher, um, the teacher who's always in a good mood, <laughs> um, and make learning fun. But in reality, you, you cannot be that all the time. Um, sometimes I will just have a bad day and I'll be grumpy or sometimes the kids will just really annoy me <laughs> as I'm sure I will annoy them. <laughs> Uh, and then sometimes you have like limits to what you can do so you can't do something the way you want to do and sometimes you like don't have enough time to like make plan the most exciting lesson so again like that's also like something I'm working on how to maybe be a better teacher whatever that may be it's really difficult because you never know in the classroom like how well you're doing because you never are able to see yourself teach and it's very much like real time whereas like in the gym maybe you can like film a workout and see what you need to correct but like I'm not going to film myself teaching (laughs) so yeah so so for for success in teaching um good question for me personally I like to come away from a lesson like thinking that was really fun or like I like to be in the lesson like joking around with the kids um there's a lot of different like things you could maybe use to define success in teaching. I mean, the most important one is have your kids learnt what you were trying to teach. Um, and that can be something I forget, <laughs> which is sounds really daft, because obviously as a teacher, that's your job to teach them something. But like you, you, you as a teacher can teach, but it's like, have they learnt? Mm. Um, and that's hard to kind of, um, that's hard to, gauge because some sometimes you can I I do it all the time I just assume that because my kids are really bright and I will just assume that they understand and they've learned it but actually it's like have they actually how can I make it um more accessible to those who are probably struggling a bit more yeah it's a super tough job um and you can't be so happy all the time (laughs) even though you want to be um but for me as a teacher is I just want everyone to have fun including me because I think that school is sometimes I mean I don't think anyone loved every minute of school ever I think if you did I think you're lying to yourself (laughs) yeah but I'm a real big believer in hands-on like out of your seat learning but again like it's super hard because at the moment with covid you can't have the kids like working in big groups there's lots of restrictions they can't sit next to each other Um, which means that the space in the classroom is like way smaller. So you can't do as many like out of your seat activities, but yeah, that's also another, another goal of mine this year to to be more positive as a teacher. Has COVID then changed the way you're teaching a lot? And yeah, I, I, first of all, I can't keep up with the restrictions and regulations. I'm not sure what's allowed. So sometimes I'll just do something like I'll put them in groups. I'm not sure if they're allowed to be in groups this big or, um, I mean, it means that, like, uh, for example, a lot of maybe outdoor activities that would have usually happened don't happen anymore. And as I said before, like, because they have to sit so far apart, Mm. it's really hard to 
maybe in the past when I would have done like um for example like role-playing activities it's actually not enough space in the classroom at the moment um so for sure like COVID has changed so much at school um and I just hope we never have to go back to zoom lessons as well because that was not fun (laughs) I do not know how you guys did that I don't know how we did it I don't know how the kids did it like all day on a computer um they are actually just amazing like you keep having to remind myself like these kids are literally like super kids they've been through this insane time in their life where they were just at home on a screen all day um so yeah now more than more than ever I think at school like I do try and do things where they're not just sitting down at their desk because sometimes they'll be at their desk for like what three hours just sitting down um but yeah, that's also very difficult to remember if you've got a lot to do and you have to get mm. through it. Yeah. Because sometimes they will just be like super restless, um, trying like just being really annoying, <laughs> annoying to me. But then actually, you have to remind yourself they've been sat here all day, with like half an hour break. Yeah. So you cut them a bit of slack. But it is really hard. <laughs> it's super hard. Like my little sister was at high school, so they had the protests, and so they missed like half yeah. of school. Mm-hmm. And then they had like two massive typhoons, and like because yeah. she's at the school up the road, like yeah. all the trees were down, and then they couldn't get. Oh gosh! And then it was COVID, and so for like the last two or like two and a bit years of school, she was just like, she's like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> she's I know, so burnt out. They've missed so much school, and I. And this is why, um, you think of like the little younger ones who oh. have maybe skipped like p1 or year one and two or something like that and i know that because i don't teach those years um but i know that the my friends who do teach the younger years have really noticed a difference in just like ability to like even simple things like uh, writing their name or like just just handwriting is a lot more difficult for current younger students because they did miss out on such a important like um, de- yeah developmental, developmental year yeah. of like school so it's just it's just a real weird time and yeah you just have to I ha- keep having to re- remind myself that actually these kids have been through a lot mm. so you just cut them a bit of slack and yeah. they're, they're they're humans they're little humans yeah. so every feeling that you have is a feeling that they have as well and like sometimes I have to really think in my lessons like is this interesting no it's not interesting for me. It's not interesting for them. <laughs> what can I do right now to make it interesting? Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of thinking on your feet. But as I said, there's a lot of things that limit you to what you can do, mm-hmm. like what you have to teach, the time you have, um, etc. So yeah, I'm still still learning as a yeah. teacher. Yeah, I think that, like I said earlier, I think that's the best way to define success. If you're just like still learning, still mm-hmm. trying your best, there's not much else to anyone yeah. or you can ask of yourself. If you come away from a day of school and you're like with a smile on your face and you think that was great, yeah. that, is, that is success to me. Because honestly, some it doesn't happen as often as you think. Mm. Like literally the tiniest thing can go wrong or you can just be exhausted. But if I come away from school thinking, oh my God, that, said, that was so funny when that kid said that or that kid did that. <laughs> Or like, oh, today was really cool when all the kids were like laughing at my joke. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> they caught me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a successful day. That's awesome. If we go kind of the other way and then we can hopefully come back around and maybe end on a happy note, but we'll yeah. see how we go. <laughs> can you tell me about a time that you failed or anything or a sign or a time of adversity in your life? And how did you come out of that? 
We can mm. go either one, failure, adversity, just to really okay, bring down the mood. Question. Um, failure. I mean, like, obviously, like, there are, I'm trying to think of a real time. Because I feel like everyone, like, there are so many, you, you go through so many failures at life, right? Just, like, little ones. But I'm not sure. Like, I can't think of a, not to say that I haven't failed, but I can't think of a real big moment where I did fail at something. I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah, that's okay. I've mm. been told off for asking this question before because someone yeah. was like, well, what do you mean? What is failure? Life is like, you just fail all the time. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm such a... Life like, is a big failure. Type A, highly strong. I'm like, oh my God, I can't fail at anything. So I just want to hear like how other people yeah. deal with it. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I can't think of one, one big moment or adversity. Hmm. Oh God, I really... <laughs> that's okay. Should have thought of this before I came. <laughs> We could go for another happy kind of one, if you want. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> maybe that'll bring me on to a time where I didn't... <laughs> what is something that you are the most proud of yourself for? Like, on the spot, just like, fuck yes, I did it. Fuck yes, I did it. My PGC. Yeah. Yeah. Because that... Um, I, a lot of people in Hong Kong do the same PGC. It's the one with University of Sunderland. It's distance learning. It's supposed to be nine months. It's a lot of work. Not Maybe not necessarily not necessarily difficult but just the sheer amount of work you mm. have to do and also and essentially like you're, you're back at uni right I left uni thinking god I'm never going to uni <laughs> again I'm never learned like I'm not studying ever again but I did it um and because of covid instead of nine months it took me 13 months to do so over a year um it was a lot of money it was a lot of time it was a lot of you know saying no to things um, there was a lot of writing lesson plans. Like, I cannot tell you how many. And I know it's actually changed since I did it, which wasn't very long ago, but it's got even more intense. So shout out oh to gosh. all of those people doing it now. It is really intense and I did it. I'm like, yes, I did it. Which means I'm a fully qualified teacher. Woo! <laughs> um, which means I got a new teaching job like at an international school. So that's so, super cool. Um, I'm just glad I did it because... It means that actually, I don't know, for so long I was kind of just chilling through life. Like, yeah, I'm a teacher, I teach English. But then I was like, actually, now that I've got this qualification, it means actually I do have a career, I could call it mm. right now. Um, and then that will set me up for, I could teach basically in most places I wanted to now, like nice. outside of Hong Kong, which is super cool. So now it means that I can, I'm actually qualified to do something, which I'm super proud of doing. Yeah. Um, also super proud of Fat Saz, the baking. Yeah. <laughs> which started off as a mere hobby, not even a hobby, just like a mere coincidence that I had these things and it just happened. Um, and then that's exciting because I feel like it could take me... My, my biggest dream is to have always opened a restaurant an indonesian restaurant because i'm half indonesian mm -hmm. and i think that this could be like a cool segue into it somehow um if i'm a bit more successful in the future so i'm super proud of doing that and i'm super proud of doing that and teaching and training for these competitions <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time and somehow being mentally stable well, <laughs> quote mentally stable however you perceive that um, that is what I'm super proud of. 20, what's the year that's just gone? 2021, right? Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> what yep. is, what's the day? Yeah, 2021 was a crazy year. Um, but yeah, super proud of myself for balancing all those things. Just getting through it, you know? 
everyone got through it so well done everyone i know the fact that we're still here is amazing wow yeah. the world did not collapse thankfully. exactly yeah um so yeah that's what i'm proud of at the moment i love that i love that you're able to like also be proud of yourself in the moment and like yes i'm doing all of these things simultaneously yeah. and it's sometimes people are like how do you do it i'm like i don't know <laughs> you breathe and you wake up the next yep. day <laughs> i just do it like just get on just get on with it exactly um, that's always been something that's been so calming to me. I'm like, no matter what happens, touch wood, the sun will rise tomorrow exactly. and it's a new day and I exactly. can try again. It's so true, right? Like it's, there's always, there's always going to be tomorrow. Um, so if you don't quite hit the mark today, don't worry. Don't worry. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah. You will be fine. That's what I keep telling myself. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I would like to ask you, like, what is the one piece of advice you just wish you had had when you were younger? Oh, good question again another one i'm gonna like put you right when i was younger i'm not sure if i mean maybe someone said this to me when i was younger but like i don't know i would just say to people like just just do it like whatever you want to do just give it a go like genuinely just do it like i think i said earlier on um this year after my second powerlifting meet like if you want to give something a try there's literally nothing stopping you other than yourself obviously like if you're gonna do like some extreme sport then or you know um skydiving then you know there could be many things that are stopping you like finances (laughs) but like if you want to do something and you are able to do it then just give it a go like there's literally what is the worst that could come out of it if you want to try something and you weren't very good at it at least you can say you tried it um I know it sounds so lame but like follow your dreams yeah no 100% (laughs) I think my dad said that to me when I was younger and I never really I was like yeah yeah whatever but actually yeah so true like just mm. just if you again if, if you are an aspiring um anything anything just why not just try it right mm. um as i said before earlier on like life is really short so just make the most of life now like yeah it's a real shit time with this stupid virus or whatever it is pandemic you know everything's going wrong everyone seems to be getting covid any everywhere outside of hong kong <laughs> I, I i think every one of my friends who's outside of the country right yeah now. same <laughs> so you know and they're still like this is the thing i admire like people in the uk it is a shit show over there everyone's getting covid but like i feel like people are still just trying their best so my advice to people is live your life do what you want to do life is short so give everything you do do your best shot and no regrets yeah <laughs> i feel like i just read off like 10 bump- <laughs> different bumper stickers there no, that's okay. genuinely and i always say and it sounds so lame but literally yolo you only live once it's so true like that's it literally is. how i live my life have you always been that way um i don't know but i'm i'm very not i don't want to say very lucky because yeah i just was um i basically went to boarding school and lived away from my parents when I was 13 so ever since I was 13 I was quite independent okay so I've always just done everything I wanted to do um because I'm just like whatever yeah (laughs) no one can tell me otherwise (laughs) so my circumstance is a bit unusual but yeah I would say that actually I have just done anything I wanted to do um it's the same it's really simple like even like my tattoos Mm -hmm. some people are like do you regret them or like do you regret any I'm like well even if I did like it's my own fault right (laughs) so no I love that because I think that people who don't have tattoos think tattoos are way bigger deal than they are. Yeah. Like I have someone, I'm like, oh, I probably wouldn't get that again, but like I don't even notice it's there. Like, I know, it's right? just yeah, a part exactly. of me. Like, I was watching a YouTube video yesterday and it was about tattoos, and the tattoo artist had really good advice. She was like, my only advice to people about tattoos is like, if you want it, get it. If you don't want it, don't. I was like, yes. 
Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Um, it's, but that's also like the same with life, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't, then don't. And don't do right. it because you should do it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't be thinking, should I do it? Should I? Just like, do you want to do it? If you do, then do it. Any final parting words? Oh, God. YOLO. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, basically, life is short. I've said it so many times, but it really is. Um, and I think that, especially in Hong Kong, there are a lot of opportunities given to people or, um, you know, there's a lot of cool activities or things that people can do. Um, you sh- should give that a go. And don't don't be so hard on yourself. New Year. Um, everyone is just trying their best. Yeah. As as am I, as are you. And that's all you can do, really. If you can say that you've tried your best, then I think that that is success. I think so. Like, genuinely, honestly, look at yourself and be like, I tried my yeah, best. Yeah, I tried my best. I'm like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gave it my, my best shot. If it didn't work out, then whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my parting words. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. It's, it took a long time. but Hopefully, here. post-Olympic meet, we will be able to rustle yeah, up. I want to hear how space. that went. Yeah. <laughs> And good luck with that. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Safe Strength Podcast. Like I said, this is a long time in the making and I'm so glad that we got to hear this cool chick's awesome story. Like we mentioned in the episode, Sarah has some Instagram accounts that we'd love to plug to help support her business and to help support her future athletic endeavors. So for her baking career, if you want to get a cake from Sarah, that is fat.saz on Instagram, F-A-T dot S-A-Z-Z. If you want to keep up with Sarah's Olympic lifting in the future or see what she's been doing in the past with her powerlifting, you can look at fitsaz, F-I-T dot S-A-Z-Z. That's on Instagram, and I really hope you guys can support Sarah because she is amazing, as you have now heard. I hope you guys have an awesome week ahead, and thank you again for listening. Take care and stay safe, everybody. We'll catch you guys next time.